Hello and welcome, folks. The UConn Football Pod is back. We have an emergency podcast addendum after Jim Mora names Maine transfer Joe Fagnano, the starting quarterback. All three of us uh, in the last podcast, this is Amon Kidwai. I'm joined by Tucker Warner. Luke cannot make it here, but uh, all three of us picked Roberson to be the starter, so we have to sit sit with our decision, face the allegations, deal with the fact that on August 24th we had our first wrong take of the season, all, all of us collectively. Um, but, Tucker, thoughts on Joe Fagnano being named the starting quarterback? Uh, my first thought is that I'm surprised it took this long for me to make an incorrect prediction. Normally, I do that way earlier in the year. <laughs> uh, secondly, I think like what the dichotomy between these two quarterbacks makes for an interesting decision. And a lot of times you have uh, two QBs in a battle with different teams who like, you know, they're, they're a lot more similar, right? They're already used to coming in, playing the same style of ball. And therefore it's not necessarily a stylistic choice between two QBs, but you really do have more of like a traditional pro style QB in Fignano, more of the dual threat type in Roberson. And so it feels like even if this isn't what was intended, the coaches are making more of a statement about the style of ball they're going to play this year, as opposed to just picking the better QB. Uh, so I think because of that, that really puts a lot of faith in Fignano. Um, it, it proves that like, despite us having weapons, uh, you know, running the ball, having options, and even in limited time, having some proof that the Roberson offense does work at UConn with these pieces around him, that Fignano is going to come in. Uh, we can tailor the offense kind of to what he can do. Uh, he's certainly used to playing with Charlton, uh, the offensive coordinator from their time at UMaine. And I think that's just a really big statement of faith in him right now. Um, obviously, as we've seen, especially last year, just because a guy starts the first series of the year doesn't mean he's going to be the starting QB going forward. But I don't think we can expect a, a repeat of the injury that took Roberson down for the entire season on the first drive of the year. Uh, so Fignano, he's the guy going forward. Uh, and I think that this shows a lot of confidence in what he can do. Right. Look, I think it also is a statement on the rest of the team. Uh, kind of like you're saying, it's it's not depending on quarterback play, right? This is not a quarterback program, uh, kind of has, never has been. Uh, and, and in this case in particular, uh, looking for the quarterback to make the most of what's, of what's available on the offense. And in that case, there's a very strong offensive line, a running game that you can rely on, a uh, set of running backs that are very talented and and that can be uh accomplish a lot of different things and some pass catchers that that we have reason to be uh excited about including uh some at tight end like Justin Jolie. I think what they're doing ultimately is leaning on Fagnano's immense experience. They're they're betting on those reps. Roberson for his talent and pedigree has very, very few reps. He did not play at all at Penn State. And then he got hurt, unfortunately, in his very second ever drive in a UConn uniform, which is super unfortunate. But there's a lot to be said for live reps, especially at the quarterback position. I think when Mora says we feel like this gives us a better chance to win, he means that in a in a very literal sense. I think Fagnano can be a plus passer for the offense. I'm basing that on some of his statistics and just having seen him. And then, yeah, familiarity with Charlton 
what that means is in terms of the offense's maturity, you kind of should expect it to fast forward a little compared to what you might expect for a second year coordinator, you know, in all of the other ass elements of this situation. So I think it's a situation also where it's a larger impetus to open up the playbook, even though I still think it's going to be a run heavy team, but Fagnano brings a lot to the table with just his experience, the reps and his ability to run a, run a Nick Charlton offense. And, you know, I, I think one of the things that really stands out to me with this is that you look at the last few years of UConn football, even last year, which was a successful season, we've started two straight different true freshmen at quarterback in these past two seasons. The way that, like, UConn had lost so many games before in the Randy Edsel era, uh, Randy Edsel era too, um, but a huge part of why they lost so many games was because they just didn't have anybody old there. That was a team made up of freshmen. We had freshmen running the ship. We had freshmen playing at every position. We had freshmen starting at the most important position on the football field. This is going to be a huge switch going to a grad transfer there. Uh, we've got three grad transfers who are going to get a lot of reps at wide receiver. And I almost wonder how much their emergence in uh, training camp really helped them make this decision about uh, starting Fignano rather than Roberson. But the experience difference, the age difference, just the experience and even just body growth and strength is huge at these ages. Uh, that's a thing that's going to make a really big difference this year when you compare this year's offense to last year's. It's not just you know the uh, the growth that you get as a player from your freshman year to senior year. It's also like you mentioned that experience that you know being able to handle these live game situations, uh, more maturity, and I don't mean just you know emotionally and locker room wise because honestly I've heard good things about the last two quarterbacks in the locker room, uh, but in terms of game maturity, like are you going to make the right decisions? Can you read the pocket well around you? Uh, things like that add up over the course of a year. And even though Zion Turner, for one example, still shows a lot of potential, I hope he stays with UConn for all four years of his eligibility. But going from him last year to a guy like Fagnano this year, who's already started for a few years at the D1 level, FCS though it may be, that's just a giant, giant difference in terms of what your offense can do, where your floor is, and what sort of things you can rely upon your quarterback to do. Um, I don't think that can be overstated right now. And I think that that's going to present itself as a massive advantage for this year's UConn team, as opposed to last year's. Absolutely. We've got an article on Husky football forum, detailing a little bit more about Fagnano, his background and some of the details on his time with Carlton. I think we have reason to believe that Charlton, Charlton, not Carlton, LOL. Um, it's not unusual to make that mistake. It's time with Carlton Banks. Um, <clears throat> anyway, it really is a getting the band back together situation, though. In 2019, Joe Fagnano emerges onto the scene as a redshirt freshman and really has an impressive performance in six starts. He throws five touchdowns in a game against Liberty. That was his first year. That was with Charlton as head coach. Uh, over there at at Maine after being the offensive coordinator. Um, they, uh, you know, COVID had a slightly bigger impact on the uh, amount of games that FCS 
schools played. Some of them played a spring season. Uh, in that, Fagnano performed well, but then he got hurt the following fall, uh, fall of 21. Uh, the following year, Charlton leaves. Fagnano has an okay season. Maine very much does not. They go two and nine. Uh, you know, three years after going to the, uh, four years, sorry, after going to the FCS semifinals in 2018, being six and six in 2019, again, 2020, 2021, weird years, bad years, injury years as it relates to Fagnano. Um, however, in 21, he does, uh, Fagnano does start in a win over UMass. Uh, and then he also had a pretty good game against Boston College. You know, again, you got to really think about adjusting for the level of competition here. For for a quarterback to do anything is really pretty promising for someone from Maine to, to perform against Boston College. And then, hey, man, go look at UConn's quarterback stats against its FCS opponents, and you will not be so impressed either. So I think in terms of arm talent, Fagnano is – uh, on par, maybe slightly better than than what we've seen here, and uh, that's that's what gives you a lot of uh, good feelings for upside here. And and then again, those those FBS performances in particular are are, are quite promising. Yeah, and you know, it's not like I have a lot of tape that I can really watch when it comes to UMAN football, which is unfortunate. I'd love to uh, get into the tape a little bit more and see exactly what types of plays he's making. Uh, but even though his season-long stats from this past year in 2022 don't jump off the page or anything like that, uh, they are still pretty solid for a guy with a team that just was not very good last year. Uh, and then you dig a little bit deeper. You see that in games against ranked opponents, they were pretty close. They were putting up points. Uh, and again, for a team that just doesn't have a whole lot of talent on offense, a pretty low-level uh, FCS team like Maine, that's a good showing from Fignano before you even take into account a stat I saw recently. And I wish I had the exact numbers in front of me, but he had one of the higher rates in FCS of passable or excuse me, catchable passes that weren't completions, which is to say that maybe he's a little more accurate than what the stats are showing. Now, every quarterback is going to have some passes get dropped at some point. That's the nature of the game. Uh, but if his stats are maybe a little bit skewed because uh, those completions are, or, or those incompletions rather are happening as a result of maybe some bad luck, maybe some not so great wide receivers having to fit the ball into tight areas because they're not getting separation. Then maybe that shows that he's ready for a bigger jump to the next level than previously thought. Um, again, I haven't been able to see any of his play at training camp so far. Uh, but if that's the case, uh, I could easily see a growth pattern here for Fignano for how he's going to get from where he was last year to what the UConn coaching staff thinks he can be this year. And if he's hitting all the benchmarks along the way, that seems like it's going to be a pretty solid starting quarterback. Yep, exactly. And Hey, he has the size. He's six foot three. He has the tools. I have seen him in practice. His arm is strong. It's sharp. He can, he can get it downfield. And uh, I think he's a, a smart player who can run an offense and has enough running ability. I think he's more of a, you know, like when we call him mobile, it's like mobile in the sense that he can kind of scramble around the pocket a little bit more. He had about 300 rushing yards last year. Again, we're without watching film. Hard to know, uh, you know, what all that is. I think he had like a three yards per carry average. So, you know, again, we're, we're getting mixed signals here. We will, uh, <laughs> we will look more into that, but 
There, yeah, exactly. I, I agree that there's a lot of reason to believe in in the upside of this guy, particularly if he's someone that the offensive coordinator likes and sees something special in and has a pre-existing relationship with. Those are all really great things that uh that could mean a lot as it relates to this this year's team. And I would also add, you know, you mentioned this as well, but any of the backups could see time. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Roberson could see time. Zion Turner could could see time still. I don't, you know, we don't want to bring up what the scenarios are. It usually involves <laughs> something bad, whether it's an injury or the team performing really badly. But again, on the most recent article in the Husky Football Forum, I went through kind of the recent history for UConn with uh, the day one starter and then who finishes the season as the leading passer. It is not a pleasant list to run down. It's basically, you know, 10 years of quarterback mismanagement. Uh, You know, there's some Swaggy Z on there. There's some Casey Cochran on there. There's a lot of names on there for sure. But uh, the reason I bring up the backups, I brought it up in the, in the original podcast as well, is just that a, it matters. And uh, it's, it's just another in the, you know, how Mora has, has improved the team. UConn has been flailing at quarterback in the past. I mean, I liked Pindell and, and I liked Sharefs as well, but whenever one of those guys would be hurt, it'd be like, Oh geez, we're, we're looking at some guy who maybe should not be an FBS, you know, in most of these cases, which is how it's, how it's played out. So I like that. I like that there are good backups on the roster as well. Mm-hmm. No, this is the deepest quarterback room that I can remember UConn ever having. And you can't say that that's ever going to be a bad thing. Uh, this is one of those situations where, like, we are having a quarterback battle for the first time probably ever. And the closest thing we've really ever had to it with guys who are capable of playing like this at this level was that battle between Brian Sheriffs and David Pendell in uh, 2017, I believe, <laughs> which was Sheriffs' uh, senior year. So... Yes. This is a new thing for UConn. Uh, fans should be enjoying this. It's great to have depth at this position. Injuries can and will happen. Um, but I wouldn't expect any of these guys to really take over the starting job midseason unless something goes very wrong in one way or another. Uh, I think this really is a statement of this is what we're planning to be the regular season. Um, and hopefully UConn can actually stick to a plan thanks to having depth for the first time in a long, long while, not just at quarterback, but also at every other position. Yep. And one other positive attribute working in Fagnano's favor as a member of the Italian American community, he'll have a ton of support here in Connecticut. I'm sure there are lots of folks around various cities and towns. I'm not going to name names. You know who you are. (laughs) You know what cities and towns you are. Uh, that are going to be very excited to see Joseph Fagnano slinging it up under center. We got our in-state guy, Victor Rosa, at running back. Uh, a lot to be excited about for, for the locals, and that's always good as well. Mm-hmm. That's going to do it for us. Thank you all.